How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolted, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting. And if you'd like to support the podcast and listen to our after shows, head over to patreon.com forward slash Gays Revolting Pod for a heap of extra content. Hello and welcome Hello. to the show. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Thomas Jaspers and at this stage I'm 40% red wine, 30% antibiotics, 28% are you being served references and 2% dick. <laughs> <laughs> and me, the gothy Kendall of the Gays Revolting, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> And I'm Luke, the host that's at risk of disassociating at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> so watch oh, out. We're all back together. Hello, it's been a while. It's been a few weeks. I know. Yeah. When did Mikey leave? <laughs> when did that happen? Oh, there's that thing that you're just talking about. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tom, for yesterday. Oh, thank you so much. Did you have a good 33. You did I... Granny Bingo on your birthday. Yeah, I did. It was, was actually a really cute. I spent a cute day with a boy, which oh. is nice. Ooh. Took me out for Wait, brunch. Wait, even Granny or? No, no, no. no okay. as, as myself. <laughs> on the weekend, my friends threw a beautiful dinner party for me, I saw it looked fancy. It, looked it was really sweet. They just um, want an excuse to use that area for yeah, another basically, event. But that's fine. I'm happy for <laughs> that's my, great. My birthday, nice. And they did like a bit of a royal touch. So everyone was <gasps> that's like, right. they did little um, name cards because I love the royal family. And everyone was allocated a member of the royal family, which was kind of cute, except for the two people that got allocated Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice. But, um, you're supposed to laugh at that, but that's fine. Oh, they're uh, the boogers of the world. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really sweet. And they'd named all the dishes after members of the royal family as well. So they oh. had like the uh, Camilla Duchess of Cornwall tart and that sort of thing. Uh, it was very yeah. sweet. And I saw um, Kyle, who you do grannies with, was dressed as the queen. Yes, he came <laughs> as the queen and did it's a, a speech. Very good, it's a good, good he's good freakishly good at it. He's really good at it. The voice is freaky it's so good funny. as well. And he'd written this really hilarious like speech uh, to open the dinner. I hope officially. it's on video. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I couldn't post it because it's quite offensive, but it's very, very... <laughs> okay, well, well, show me after. <laughs> 
Um, how you boys been? Yeah, good. I was so I sad you weren't here for the uh, the Talking Puffy reunion. It was so much fun last week. Oh, it's it looked a good like episode. a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be back to get a bit more colour in the studio. That <laughs> yeah. was one white That was the whitest episode we've ever done, yeah. <laughs> Tom oh sent gosh. me a live stream of falcons nesting in a building. Oh, oh my God. I remember that. so addictive. 367 Collins Falcons. Everyone look it up. It is a live stream of a falcon's nest on the side of a building on Collins Street You sent that to us like in the middle of the night. I thought you were having an episode. No, yeah, well, I, I can't put it down. I've been waking up in the night and putting. When I was having sex with this guy on my birthday, like, I, had, me, I, just need I to literally the had the laptop on the on the bedside table. Wow, and, that's a new I was waiting for them to feed and <laughs> waiting for them to feed so you could feed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good douching activity. It's oh, so addictive. I feel like I like I'm the, the mother of these like little falcon chicks, mm. and wow. they get fed like every day, like several times Who feeds a day. Them? The parent falcons. Oh, but they bring in like dead pigeons and like baby possums, oh, and God. they like tear them to shreds and feed them to the little and regurgitate them for the little You're babies. Messed up. It's so and that is gay content. That is gay. <laughs> right there. Speaking of gay content, actually, we have a live show oh, in Adelaide. Up. In Adelaide. So excited. In Feast November. Festival. Yeah, actually, have you guys been to Feast Festival before? I've never been to Adelaide. You've never been to Adelaide? No. Oh, I actually really like people rag on Adelaide, but I actually fucking love it. There's a lot I'm of so like excited. they're known for like all the churches, right? Well, not really. Not for is our that... community. Like, yeah, no, no, want... but I mean, like, like uh, there's like a. Luke and I are going to go to Mary's Pop and get fucked up, but you can go do a tour of the churches. We're actually doing a live show from a church. <laughs> that's going to go down well. We've got a very special guest, uh, oh, Green yeah. Senator Sarah Hansen oh, Young, right. which is amazing. I'm very excited about that. Mm. It's going to be a really big and show. And then we're staying for the Friday so we can get really messed up. Oh and my gosh. Make out with cute Adelaide boys. I'm staying with <laughs> my parents, so. Uh, that's oh, I- yeah, that, that's going to be a problem for you. Kyle and I have an apartment. You can oh my God. use the living room if you like. <laughs> my parents have told me, like, I, I've been messaging my family, being like, I'm coming home. I'm going like, to come see welcome. you. <laughs> and then they found out it was for the show. Uh, and they were like, you are such an embarrassment. (laughs) Well, they're Um, right. (laughs) Which is totally factually correct. Mm, And I am hopeful and like I don't want to promise anything to people that are paying for tickets. Hoping I can convince one of my family members to attend our live show. Because they will throw something. So the people heckling, that's Luke's family. Yes. Don't miss it. (laughs) And of course, uh, after this episode, we're actually having a little break. It's been several months Mm. since we've had our last break. So we're going to have two weeks off after uh, this (laughs) fun-packed episode that we're going to do. But we will still be releasing the after shows each week. So you can sign up to those if you're not already at patreon.com slash gaysrevoltingpod. That's only six American dollars a month. And you get a, a whole little bonus little episode every week. Cute. We have a special treat for our listeners and one that I think people have been asking us about since we the started much, yeah. <laughs> doing this show. Uh, we're joined by Shane Gardner, General Manager of Wet on Wellington. <laughs> Shane, it's a pleasure to have you here tonight. Thanks so much for Thank coming you. in. You do God's work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, boys. We talk about Wet on Wellington uh, quite a lot on this show. I'm quite a regular member, a uh, visitor to uh, your lovely establishment. I'm a huge fan of the space as well. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the history of the building am i right in thinking it was originally a hospital i've read that little plaque when i've been quite drunk several times <laughs> yeah look it was a hospital it started out in 1869 it was opened by dr john singleton mm. hence the street beside is called uh singleton lane right. and it started out for as a as a hospital and a free medical clinic for all the local destitute people prostitutes oh, all, right. all, all your down and outs you know because mm-hmm. collingwood was never a a flash our area like it's looked upon today um in fact if you look at the plaque on the uh, on the front of the building as the building is called the queen's jubilee building which is ironical because it's um you know generally full, full of, of queens, queens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the plaque was laid in uh, 1887. Um, and it does say on it, and Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labour. So I guess, oh my God. Yeah, I guess it's happening in the right place. <laughs> oh, that should be your slogan, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wellington, come we unto me. We can work on that. <laughs> But yeah, look, it, it had, it's had a fantastic history. Mm-hmm. Then it became a school. Uh, oh, I think it was. Oh. I think it was Collingwood College used it for the extra rooms, and then we were able to purchase it back in around about two thousand. We opened on the tenth of April two thousand mm-hmm. um, and one. Still continuing to educate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, <Some> try. <laughs> we try. <laughs> um, and Shane, you manage a few other spaces, including um, the Bay City Sauna on the south side of Melbourne, uh, which is I hear is like one of the oldest saunas in Melbourne. Um, how do you divide up all your time between <laughs> venues? <laughs> well, we, we we do have the three: um, Wedham Wellington Bay City Sauna and uh, Peninsula Sauna and Spa. Oh yeah, down oh, nice. Bay City was opened in 1962. Oh wow, jeez, oh, and it's been probably the longest continuously running sauna. Wow. If not in Australia, probably yeah. even the world. Yeah, right. Wow. And it's only just a small mm. shop width, shop length. Um, it's a nice little boutique sauna. Mm. Some people have called it God's waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the clientele that we're there at the start are still there. Wow. But wow. we've kept the design around them, looking after the older people. Yeah. Because, look, they've been the bread and butter of the place for yeah. many, many years. Fantastic. Um, you know, Seaford's, uh, we've had that for 25 years now. Wow. And... Um, yeah, as for my time, well, yeah, over you know seven days a week, it's uh, you're on call twenty four hours a day. Jeez. But having said that, you know Collingwood is our jewel of the crown, so yeah. Yeah. the majority of our time is spent there. And are the other two? They're not exclusively homosexual venues. No, no. no. Um, we've diversified into male female swingers. Yeah, and also uh, trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to cover every base. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that I really I wouldn't say detest, but I was going to, um, is is when people say to me, oh, we don't cater for someone at, at uh, one particular venue. Right. And, and sometimes you just can't. Mm. So what we try and do is cater for people at other venues, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. such as Tuesdays and Thursdays at Elstonwick has a really good trans night. Mm-hmm. But we don't have one at Collingwood. Um, we've got reasons for that because we've got other specialty nights on it. We mm, just can't make yeah. it fit. Yeah. But the two at Elstonwick, which aren't far from the city, mm-hmm. are going gangbusters. Yeah, oh, wow. wow. You know, maybe I should transfer them to Collingwood because they've yeah. got greater numbers than some of the some of the nights at Collingwood. Oh, wow. Okay. So oh. going gangbusters. Now, you've worked with the company since 2005, so yes. you put a lot of hours into <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, what led you to managing... Basically, a, a number of sex on premises venues. Um, was this a dream come true story? Was this? A, were you a personal fan of the spaces before working there? Well, it's uh, had visited, but um, <laughs> how much can you divulge on the show? <laughs> I guess I need to go back to um, my own history. Mm. Um, I was from northeast Victoria, from Mansfield, mm. and um, and I came out when I was forty years old, and. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, I was married and had a couple of kids. And oh, wow. um, as of today, we've now got uh, three grandchildren, and wow. uh, and life goes on, so to speak. But I was um, twenty eight years in the bus and coach industry. Oh wow, that's a bit different. <laughs> that's pretty butch. And, <laughs> and uh, the owner of Wet on Wellington, Will Vanderlinden, and I had been friends for about four years. And yeah, I'd been spending a lot of time with him and his partner. One night around dinner, they just said would you like to come and operate the businesses? <laughs> so I procrastinated and thought about it for 18 months mm. and then went to them and said, yeah, look, I've had a pretty good think about this. And yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to take the position on. 
because any job that I've ever had, and I've only ever had four in my life, and I'm 63. I was a panel beater for 11 years. Mm-hmm. I was in the bus industry for 28 years with two companies and now this. And I've got to be passionate about it. You know, if I was selling saucepans, I'd have to believe in the saucepans <laughs> to be able to sell them. You know, I believed in the bus industry. When I started in Mansfield, we had six buses. When I left, we had 72. Wow. Um, and, and much the same with this. You know, this was a new sauna pretty well. It was only five or six years old. Mm. And I could see that this is different to other saunas. You know, like other saunas, and I won't mention names, but the dark, dingy yeah. type oh, places, yeah. places that left you feeling, ugh. You know, yeah. to be honest with you, I used to leave them and I'd drive back to Mansfield and say, I'd never go in there again. Never. How disgusting was it? Yeah. You're so right there. When people that haven't been asked, because I openly talk about going to saunas all the time, where they should go and that sort of thing, I often feel that other venues, you sort of feel like when you're in there, it's a bit of a dark secret and everyone's sort of mm. hiding and not doesn't want their face to be seen. Whereas if you go to on Wellington, it's sort of, you know, it's got that beautiful big Grecian pool yep. and, the, and the spa and everything. It's sort of quite open. It's almost more of a, a palace, really, for, for, for this sort of stuff than hiding in a dark corner. Yeah, exactly that, and and I could just see that this is a business that I could that I could help evolve mm. a new dimension in saunas. You know, I've travelled you know many places over the world and looked in many saunas, and still haven't really found one as good as ours. You know, mm. I was in Vienna last year and looked at the one there, brilliant. But you know, I think ours is as social as what the Vienna one is, and the Vienna mm. one's probably number one in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I, I gave notice my other job four months notice. You know, I don't believe in rushing things, and, <laughs> really? uh, and started with the boys, and well, I've been there since, and uh, and every day is a great challenge. Every day is terrific. You meet some fantastic people. You can always tell when the new ones come in because they've got. Mm. You can just tell at the door. We show them round. You know, we show them the ropes. We let them know what they can do and how they can be accepted and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know. And that's that's terrific. Yeah, it's an amazing mm-hmm. environment. How you, you said you've had, you've got kids and gra- how old are your grandkids? Um, one will be two next month. Okay, so they're quite ten young, years but... old and fifteen. Oh, okay. So in a few years, maybe yep. when they get older, would you have problems with them going to one of your saunas? They go there now. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll come in and have a swim or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Certainly not when it's open. Okay, but we don't. Have well, I mean, more as clientele then. <laughs> yeah, no. All the all the kids uh, understand exactly what's what, going. What, really? what the businesses oh, wow. are. Amazing. Um, they've been through the businesses and that sort of thing. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I have to say, I don't take them up to the uh, the, the upstairs the area. <laughs> the swings could be quite fun, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah, but um, but but they understand. You know, my kids understand. I'm no longer hiding behind mm-hmm. doors, or you know. Mm. My life is, is is an open book. You're fantastic. And, and I don't have any issue about, you know, showing people what I'm proud of. So you were saying that you uh, came out at 23 years ago, so at the age of 40. Do you mind sharing with our listeners what the experience coming out of it later in life was like? No, look, certainly. it's um, It was it was tough. Um, it was emotional. As a parent, probably the worst thing you can ever expect is for your children to turn on you. Mm. And and I was married to a wonderful woman. You know, today we are still the absolute best of friends. Oh, that's beautiful. And even though my son turns 40 this year, we still parent him. Mm-hmm. We still parent our daughter. You know, we do everything together as such still, even though we're divorced and I'm in a new relationship and I've been in one for 13 years and they love my partner and, oh, you know, and, and so love everything nice. I do. But coming out was, was interesting. Look, it was it was one of those nights where... Both my wife and I weren't comfortable. She knew there was a problem. Mm-hmm. And in our house, we had quite a long house, and she went to the other end of the house, and I could actually hear her crying. 
And I thought, oh, I can't treat this woman like mm, this anymore, mm. you know, with so much love and respect for her. So I actually went down the end of the house and I just almost blurted it out, you know, but did it in such a way that she wouldn't go running through the front window of the house. Yeah. And, um, she, you know, she hugged me and said, look, you know, I, I respect everything about you and love you and, and understand that you've been holding this secret for, you know, for as long as you've known. And mm. I guess I've known since I was about probably 10 years old. Oh, wow. But in my day, you lived with it because mm. poofs got bashed. Mm. You yeah. know, society expected a white picket fence and two kids, and I did that, mm. and I love that, and I would mm. not change that for the world. But to live a lie mm. isn't, you know, I'm, I'm teaching my kids to be honest, mm. and I'm living a lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. just it didn't didn't work for me. You know, I remember standing outside my house one day, looking at it, saying, "Can I throw all this away?" You know, I had the best job in the country. You know, we had houseboats, we had cars, we had speedboats. Am I going to put all this aside and destroy a, a brilliant family? Mm. And the kids just supported me. They were only 13 and 16. Amazing. They said, Dad, it's not an issue. Mm. You know, we don't That's care. So just as long as you and Mum are happy, we don't yeah. care. Oh, and what they've a been wonderful family. The, the whole way along. really beautiful. Still emotional, mm. um, you know, but, you know, my grandkids, they're, you know, they're, they're the follow-up now. You know, they... You know, uh, you, you may be aware our company used to own the GH Hotel. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I can remember our, one of our granddaughters at about the age of six uh, at their school, they had a, a disco. You yeah. Know? Mm. And when she walked in, she said, um, this isn't a real disco. <laughs> <laughs> my pop's got a real disco. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, and they sort of said, where is it? GH Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All the gay men are, you know, they're like. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, but they're cool, you know. I, so I, I, I guess what it probably comes down to is you know how would life have been different if i had just mm. kept it in a bottle mm. and not done things you know there's been issues in my kids life that they've had to struggle with and i think if i had been a normal hetero mm. father would they have had to struggle with those type of things you know um and it still gets you you know it still hits you in the heart you mm. know um because look at the end of the day a parent's love for their child is unconditional mm -hmm. and I've said this to several gay people until you've had a child you don't know the love your own mother has for you yeah mm. father as well you know and and that goes to the grave with you you know you don't feel any different about your children you know I think I'm one of the extremely lucky ones that I had a good coming out and I you know I, I don't have the worry that you know or I never had the worry from from the get-go that they were going to turn, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And, that's uh, really good. Yeah, because I don't know how I would have handled. It. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I would have handled it well. Okay, so then, uh, so after you'd, you'd spoken to your wife and your family about it, a lot of people come out sort of as they finish high school and that sort of thing, and, and they um, go out and, and make friends when they're younger. How did you go about joining the, the gay scene and making gay friends and that sort of thing at forty? Oh, coming to Melbourne on weekends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, was dangerous for a while. Trust me. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would for for about the first eighteen months, only my wife knew mm -hmm. and my mother-in-law. The oh, kids wow. didn't know, and I was coming to Melbourne. The company that I was working for. Mm. I, I got it outed by by a person um, that took over as general manager of the company oh. when my ex employer sold it, oh. and um, but he sort of outed me to the owners, and so I ended up leaving. You know, I mm. gave notice and left, and I had another job to take up straight away, and, and that was a, another one of the bus industry ones. So every second weekend, I was able to come to Melbourne, mm. and uh, every other weekend, my wife would come to Melbourne and 
she had friends down here, so to speak. Yeah, right. Anyway, so um, so you know, I started doing places like the Dome and you know, um, you know, Freakazoid and uh, you know, different nightclubs. You know, yeah. later on the market and so on. I, I can remember the the very first time, and I was still married, not out at this time, and I'd heard about the Laird O'Cockburn. Okay? Oh yes, the Laird Hotel. Yeah. Okay, and before I came out. I, I rang up uh, Gamma, Gay and Married Men's Association, to get some advice. And they said, look, you know, men meet men. Go to the lead in 193 in mm. Melbourne. So one night I'm coming up Gibbs Street, and I look over to my left. I'm heading back to Mansfield. I've been down mm. for a meeting. And I'm, I'm looking look at the left, and here's this hotel. And I thought, my God, the hotel. Yeah, right. So I pulled in and went inside, <laughs> and I said, I have a beer, thanks. And everyone was in leather. Yeah. And all these leather caps. <laughs> now, the only thing that I'd ever done as a gay man, this is a gospel true story, is watched Police Academy where they go into the Blue Oyster Bar. All right. Yeah. And I thought, all these men are in leather. This is not gay. This is not uh, how it's meant to be. Yeah. And then this big chap came out and went, hi, how are you? It's like, oh, no, I'm in the wrong place. You know? <laughs> I'm definitely not gay. You know? So out in the car and home and um, – Anyway, it wasn't until years later that what what had actually once I came out, I had actually met someone mm. online, mm. and he was my first partner, and we're still friends to this day. Oh, wow. And um, funny enough, he just lives near the lead now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we um, and uh, and and he took me to um, New Year's Eve down at the docks. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm home. This is what it's all about. <laughs> this is the warehouse. The, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shed yeah. 12 or something yeah. like that. It was yeah. just amazing, you know. And I guess that's what I'd been looking for, you know. I love the call it camaraderie, but the fun everyone was happening, you know, so the cool. love everyone had for each other. Yeah. Not sure what made them love so much like that. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I joined into all of that, and it was great. You know, it was part of my life once again that, I didn't feel bad about it. In yeah, fact, yeah. on my son's 18th birthday, I took him along to it. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. he, he, turns, uh, he turned 18 on the 30th of think? December, <laughs> and I took him along with me. Amazing. I said, son, this is what my life's about now. And he was like, wow. oh, my God, Dad, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so different, um, different 18th birthday present. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm now Shane. Wet and Wellington is a business at the end of the yes. day, and you have to get those dollar bills. <laughs> Are there any factors that keep business from thriving, like in this new era of dating apps like Grinder and stuff like that? Have you ever been at a downturn? Yeah, look, look, 
when I started there, we, well, there was no such thing as apps. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we had a, an amazing business. Um, we still have an amazing business. However, the apps came along mm. and they knocked off about 20% of the business. Yeah, oh, okay. I can imagine. Yeah. Overnight, literally, we went, what have we done wrong? <laughs> yeah. How do we combat? How do we, how do we have an app for the Sawney? There's just nothing that you yeah. could develop. Then you might have noticed in Wellington Street a few mm. years ago, they started um, taking all the parking spots out yeah. for mm. this wonderful mm. bike lane. So all of a sudden, we're down by about 40%. So we'd always been evolving with things like our nude night, mm-hmm. our yeah. under-30s night that we had to go to VCAT for to get yeah. a special exemption. All right. Um, that's mainly to stop people my age from gritting yeah, right. their guts <laughs> out that they can't get in. Uh, <laughs> But we diversified into swingers. We have swingers there on the third Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. We're probably the biggest swingers party in Melbourne oh, now. Cool. But our other theme nights, we have bear nights, we have uh, gym nights. You know, if you if you if you come in with a gym membership, it's only fifteen bucks entry. Yeah, right. Ah. You know, but if Just you don't get a have a gym one, membership and don't go, but it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you can come in and, and not be a Jimmy person, and yeah. but you could hook up with one. Yeah, you know, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we diversified into those yeah. into that type of business. And business is is pretty good again at the moment. I was going to yeah. say, it, do, it doesn't feel like it's lacking when I've been. I mean, I'm doing all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's when it improves when you come in. Maybe it's me oh, scaring yeah. everyone off. That's it's the <laughs> constant advertising. Tom's like, it doing. always feels pretty reliable. It's one of those venues, at least Wedding Wellington, yeah. where you know, like, oh, I can rock up here. Yeah. There'll be I, something going on. I had friends that went only last Saturday and they, there was a, they were waiting in a queue outside for 20 minutes queue. to get in because it was so busy. My God. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm. <laughs> and I think a lot of these things are cyclical. You know, and there something is also something, will... I mean, maybe it was a bit of a phase because, yeah, the apps were really exciting when they first came out. But now an app, is, having um, sex with somebody off an app is a very different thing to, you know, that sort of that fun of... Like the chase. eyeing someone off in, yeah. in, a, in a in a venue in face to face and that sort of you know I mean, whatever you want yeah. to do it's but there, it's a very different experience I think walking around the maze upstairs or the maze. being in the spa and flirting with someone as opposed to the very mm. mechanical hooking mm-hmm. up off off an app yeah I, 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 if I could just say I think the apps have promoted a lot of PNP type yeah. unsafe sex yeah yeah we've come down pretty hard on drugs in our venue mm. if the ones that want to take ice and come into the venue mm. i'm really not interested in them you know they can have their apps you know mm. i don't yeah. need their money that that much you know because yeah. yeah. in the end it's it's a problem mm. you know, it's a problem that i don't want well yeah. i was actually going to ask there is a bit of a responsibility that you guys seem to have taken on uh both for people to practice safe sex whatever their version of safe sex is um but also with drugs and things like that for people that haven't been to the venue can you explain some of the things that you guys have done to sort of educate people around those those spaces yep yeah, um back in 2000 2017, August 14, we installed ScanTech. Mm-hmm. ScanTech's a photo ID system for entry. We got a lot of flack from it, I have to say. Yeah. And it, and it cost us a few customers. We uh, we dealt with those customers as best we could. Some people you'll never satisfy. Mm. But it's to keep people um, safe. We, we used to get a lot of theft. Mm-hmm. We even got assaults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, an assault can be that you're asleep and someone tries to touch you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're asleep or unconscious, there's no reason for, yeah. you know, for sex. With every crime that takes place, be it, a, you know, theft or assault, you've got a victim and you've got a perpetrator. Mm-hmm. If any of you come to me and say, look, my wallet's been stolen out of my locker, then wh- all I can say to you is, well, you've got to go to the police. They're, they're the ultimate people. The police will come to us and say, okay, well, who do you have in the venue? If I say, well, I don't know. Yeah, mm. true. You know, you how are you going to find it yeah. out? With putting it in... We can certainly, you may not on every occasion be able to catch 
the criminal, but you've got more of a chance than by not having it. Absolutely. Another, yeah. another reason we put it in, in about the first, oh, probably from about 2004, three around there, for about five or six years, it was not unusual to see an ambulance outside of Wedham Wellington yeah. probably 20 times a year. And it, it used to annoy me because it's taking such a, a, mm. a toll on our um, on our services and that. You know, ambulances should be doing other things and looking after guys who mm. don't know how to control their drug intake. Yeah. So we put it in. If someone's caught dealing in the venue or if, they're, mm. they're, if they overdose, they're on a six-month ban. Mm. Dealers get yeah. the flick forever, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, anyone taking and they overdose, mm. they can have a six-month holiday from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've now cut that down to we might have maybe... One, two ambulances annually. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, you that's a reduction. And it was literally overnight that it happened. You mm. know, people got the message pretty quickly. Yeah. Because also, like, for some people, I think the idea of having something like a scan system there, you know, the mm. suggestion that there's a mm. system in place. Mm. Yeah, be... I think I've never been to like a venue or like a, a sauna or anything, but I'd definitely feel a lot safer if I knew Knowing that there was a scanner. Like, yeah, I would yeah. feel way more yeah. official. But I think it can be a deterrent that someone that had the potential to commit a crime would potentially think twice mm, yeah. Yeah, just like by having this system in place. It's like playing classical music at a train yeah. station yeah, kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it's like it, it increases the safety for the patrons yeah. as well as it's it's just an overall deterrent. You've also got some great signage around the venue, which I imagine is a decision by yourselves and the owners rather than a legal um, obligation. Can you explain some of the signage that you have up around the space? Yeah, look, we have... Um the, the signage we, we put in, are probably, it probably stems back to our code of conduct. Saunas in, in Melbourne, there's six of them, they must be accredited by the Victorian government, by the Department of Health. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just do a pop-up thing and yeah. say, yeah. hey, guys, come in, let's, you know. Well, there goes my sex. idea for <laughs> summer. Yeah. That's basically your living room, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Um, and and you've, got a, you've got a certain code of conduct. Back in 2000 or or 98 or something, Will, the, the owner, mm. actually wrote the code of conduct right. and the Department of Health said, well, we need to develop a new code of conduct. And we said, well, we've actually got one. So he handed it to them. They went, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they sent it round to the other saunas that we didn't own, such as Subway and so on. And they yeah. all looked and said, look, can we just add a couple of things here? And that's how it developed. Oh, wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Now, now, we talk with uh, Subway Sauna all the time. And we make sure our signs are consistently similar to each other. Yeah. We might have a different font or something like that, but we're all trying to give the same message about safety, you know, no means no. Yeah, consent, yeah. Um, you know, a sleeper unconscious isn't, you know, your right to have sex. Yeah. Safety, locker keys, all that sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's all there to make your visit better, to make you stay safe. Because in the early days, like I mentioned earlier, if you go into a sauna and you come out, feeling dirty and horrible you haven't had a good visit mm, yeah. whereas you know if you, if you come out you know you you may you may come out of our place and not hooked up with anyone but so long as my staff have been pleasant to you so long as you felt safe mm. and the place is clean they're the most important things that you know we can offer you yeah you know and you can go away and think well it didn't happen this time but i still had a good afternoon mm. i had a swim in the pool i had a spa you know, I had a bit of a cruise. You know, watched a bit of porn. Yeah. <laughs> what more can you ask? <laughs> what can you ask There's for? two porn rooms, so oh. you can choose what kind of porn you want to be watching. It's so That's it right. really caters for everyone. It's fantastic because <laughs> it's a great outdoor space. Which I mean, I usually only go at night, so it's not as good at night time. But um, yeah, there is that fantastic outdoor space oh, that a lot of saunas some... don't have. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, there's, like it's a beautiful big outdoor <laughs> space. <laughs> Maybe We're we can take. You can come for the first time, Kyle, to a, oh, a sex on site premises. Um, 
We'll talk. (laughs) You don't have to have sex with people. You can just go and have fun and swim in the pool and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he sounds visibly uncomfortable. Uh, Now, what advice... Well, if we were to take Kyle, that's a good good example. Uh, What advice would you give to someone attending a gay sauna for the first time? Um, I would say ask the staff questions. Mm -hmm. Read the signage and also know your rights. Mm -hmm. The staff will know if you've never been there before. Mm -hmm. The minute you walk into, <laughs> in, into the reception area, they will know. And yeah. they'll ask you, they'll say, you've been here before? No? Okay, we'll show you around. The guys will meet you around the front. They'll show you where all the wet areas, areas oh, are. Full tour. Your locker areas. How the cruise area works, because we've got two staircases mm-hmm. going upstairs, you know, the theatre room, the free internet, all that type of thing. Cool. But most of all, they'll say to you, if you've got any questions, come and talk. Yeah. You know, because you might think, oh, shit, no one here wants to talk to yeah, me, you yeah. know. <laughs> And I go and talk to the staff member and just say, oh, you know, how do you sort of communicate with people mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? And how many staff, like, would you have on an, on a night? Weekends are the busiest, yeah. so there'd be two or three on each shift. Okay, yeah. Cool. They've always got, as much as I want them working, there's, <laughs> al- there's always time for them to have a chat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. They are very helpful. I was, uh, I went with a, a broken leg a few weeks ago. <laughs> Nothing and, was uh, I had my leg in a, in a moon boot, <laughs> <laughs> which was too big. To, the, I took the moon, this is so tragic, but uh, I took the moon yeah. boot off and it was too big to fit into one of the standard lockers. So I went back and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And they're like, oh, that's fine. And they went and took me around to find one of the bigger lockers that I could so fit funny. into. They were very sweet. Oh, and then they were funny. like, just be really careful on your foot. You know, uh, you want to slip over and make it worse. <laughs> yeah. Very careful. <laughs> but, but just you know, bottom line is just just don't be frightened. It, mm. it is a safe venue. Yeah, can no one can get in or out unless we let them in and out. You know, mm. and if you roll, yell rape or something like that, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll be there for you. That's yeah. great. You know, but any any newbie, you yeah. know, just just don't be frightened. Mm. And what would you say to people who haven't been to a sauna, maybe are a bit self conscious about their bodies? Do you know what? <laughs> We're all fantastic. Yeah. Or horrible. <laughs> in everyone's eyes, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Very so true. once again, I say, don't be shy. Enjoy the freedom that you've got that when you come to a sauna, you can whip it off and you can say, can I have a bigger towel? Because this one won't fit. Because it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. people don't care. Because yeah. you know what? Mm. One thing I've learned over, you know, a dozen or so years doing it is, you know, walk past the spa and I'll see two massively big guys <laughs> that are just going for it. <laughs> My first thought is, don't do it in the spa. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> but... There is someone for everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. saunas don't generally look mm. down on people. The, the the clientele that are there. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the stuff online, and there's some bitchy queens and that, yeah. that say things. But you know what? You just ignore them. Mm. You know. How do you? Sorry, just question. Like, how do you stop people if like someone's breaking the rule? How do you do? You just yell at them like because if they're like in the middle of doing stuff. You mean like if they're having sex in the spa? Yeah, like if they're having sex in the spa, do you just kind of call out to them or do you spray them with a water bottle? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I just walk past and say, excuse me, boys. Oh, okay, so. You know, clearly I know what you're doing. Can you take it upstairs? You know? right. Oh, no, no, we're not rooting. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know, and, and much the same, if someone was causing a bit of problem, mm-hmm. I would simply approach it by saying, boys, why mm. did you come out to have an angry night? Yeah. Oh, true. Because <laughs> if you want to stay here, mm. you've got to be happy. Yeah. You know, if you want to be angry, take it away. Mm. Go outside, leave, you know. And in that moment, if they retract with, oh, and they're angry yeah. still, okay, let's get you dressed, let's leave. Yeah. You know, you put you in a taxi mm. and go home. Mm. I don't want you here. Yeah. yeah. You know. Bring down the vibe. <laughs> yeah, just straight away. You know, you've got to, you've got to knock it in the, in mm. the bud straight away. Okay. But, if you know, generally people, if they can see themselves getting the flick, they're like, okay. <laughs> they're back down. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And then back up. <laughs> you know, or people that, you know, people come into three o'clock in the morning on the yeah. weekend and liquor licensing 
you cannot let someone who's drunk in your venue. And we're yeah. a licensed venue. Yeah. So we're torn between do we go against liquor licensing yeah. and let them into the venue, even though they're drunk, mm. or do we put them out in the street mm. for anything to happen right. to them? Yeah, that's a really good point. So what we say to them is, okay, yeah. Cole, you're quite drunk. Okay, when you come case. in here, you're not going to have a drink. Yeah. You can use the facilities, you can relax, you can do what you like, but you're not mm. going to have any alcohol. Don't get anyone to buy if, buy you one, mm-hmm. otherwise we'll put you in a cab and send you home. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> you know, because we don't want to let, lose yeah. our licence, but we're already breaking by doing that mm-hmm. anyway. So you know, yeah. we're trying to look after you because we've already had, I've had staff that have mm. walked out of there and got bashed outside the oh, pill yeah. with a cricket bat and he had nine stitches put Jeez. in his head. He ended up having to go back to um, New Zealand. It was never the same. Oh, it's oh never the gosh. same. You know, you got $10,000 payout, big deal, mm. by just local thugs that, you know, thought here's here's an easy chance. That's you know. So we have a sign on the door yeah. which you may have looked at, Tom. Mm. You know that says just be careful of your surroundings when you leave. Yeah. Both look right, sort of thing. You what know? what time does it close normally? Well, we close at two a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Open at midday. Close at yeah. two a.m. But we open Friday at mm. twelve noon. And we don't close till Monday two a.m. Oh, so wow. we're twenty four okay. hours. Jeez. Do you have rules yeah. about how long someone's supposed to allowed to stay over that period? No, we don't. Okay. Oh wow! So someone could literally. <laughs> and can people get pass outs uh, or anything? Yes, they can. What I say, we're, we're very rare that we get someone staying more than 24 hours yeah um if they do we just kind of say look you've been here for one whole day <laughs> yeah. you need uh, to sleep <laughs> no, no, you, know, you need you need to pay an end other entrance fee yeah. You, know, yeah. you know we've washed 17 towels because of oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're doing it in such a nice way you know yeah uh, yes you can get pass outs um they're freely available mm. midweek there's no time limit weekends it's a four-hour time limit and it's a five dollar return at any time Okay. And the good thing is, with our other venues, if you, if you go to yeah. Elstonwick or something, and you think, oh, it was a bit quiet, you know, oh, you, can, like, you yeah. can get a pass out there, bring it over to Wet, and come in for five bucks. Huh. Oh, that's great! So you, you get two saunas for the price oh, of one. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's our Saturday sorted. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a trip. Oh my gosh! Um, one thing I'm always—I I used to live in London, and uh, one thing I didn't really like about the saunas there is they always quite, felt quite filthy. Um, and when you sort of think about the amount of, especially on those busy Saturday nights and stuff, oh, bodily no. fluids and things oh. that are going around. <laughs> Um, I'm always quite amazed with how clean Wet on Wellington is. What's the routine? How do they keep it so clean? Uh, I buy bleach in 200-gallon drums. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> hair's actually not blonde. It's just yeah. from going to Wet on Wellington. <laughs> yeah, just a lick. Look, we, we spend, just to give you a very quick rundown on it, um, when we're closed on a Monday morning after mm. a big weekend, we have three cleaners that do seven hours each wow. on the one day. Wow. So 21 hours cleaning. Uh, Tuesday is uh, two. Wednesday is one cleaner, Thursday is one cleaner, and then Friday it's the same one cleaner, and then after mm. we open on Friday, it's every hour and a half we're cleaning. So so you're doing a full circuit of the venue every hour, every hour, and, hour and, half, and a half, yeah, and especially upstairs, you know, because yeah. you know, unfortunately, gay boys aren't the cleanest. No, <laughs> oh my gosh, when they finish, they finish, just flick off oh. the. Yeah the condom and out the room sort of thing you know we have bins in every room but how do you advertise for a job like that? <laughs> um, it's very difficult i've got some oh, look, yeah. I, I have the greatest amount of respect for our cleaning staff because yeah. i know Absolutely. what they've got i know do they wear like a hazmat suit like. you know and i've done it many hundreds of times myself yeah and uh it's not an easy job mm-hmm. um and it's got to be done so it can be used you know mm. after we mop the swabs you know they have to be dried down straight away because you know who wants mm. to find the love of their life, walk into a room, lay down and find out they're laying in lemon disinfectant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I quite like that, actually. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of the, the venue itself, not only does Wet on Wellington have sling rooms, uh, it's also got a succatorium. 
glory, uh, glory holes, holes uh, lined up, and they're very well done too because one side of them is high, like you got the stairs, I noticed, oh, so yeah. you don't have to get down on your knees. It's, like it's very, yeah. very ergonomic. <laughs> and the two porn rooms upstairs and the cinema downstairs. How much has it been? I mean, I think I've been going about seven years. It hasn't really changed much in that seven years, has it? We've there's been subtle changes over the years. Mm-hmm. We've we've added the statues. They might have already, always oh, been yeah. there. The marble statues Thanks. upstairs. We've altered rooms and put in some raised beds, and they were all just small cubicles. We sort of took the the centre pillar away and um, or divider, and made them larger rooms. Mm-hmm. We are working on a plan at the moment to maybe completely redesign the whole top area oh how exciting oh. see because um, I can walk around that space with my eyes closed I've done that yeah. so many yeah. times <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Babylon in um, in Bangkok no I haven't I've actually got walls that, that move and close and change oh my god change. It's like oh so you can change the layout of it <laughs> yeah oh that's quite cool and we're looking at that um, but it'll be a whole redesign yeah Wedham Wellington's good because we can break it up into three spots mm-hmm. be it the yeah. lower mezzanine the corner with the raised beds oh, and yep. the area where the, the hardcore porn is and we can do each section, so but you know we need we need to get our plans right yeah. first, yeah. and then get you know do walls. each section. So it's probably a couple of years away, but yeah, look, we're always doing subtle changes yeah. and uh, modernising. Mm-hmm. We just you know in the last year we've just you know hundred thousand dollars of air conditioning, right? Oh. You know replaced all the air conditioning. You know um, only this week we turned on uh, eighty eight solar panels to help lower oh, our wow. costs. Oh, there you go. Um, you know we're we're very uh, we think about our bills mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So if people want to make suggestions for oh, any connoisseurs, do. how do they get in touch? Oh, just send us an email. Yeah, great. You know, info Wellington.com.au. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> this is, wow. That I'm such a fan of your work. <laughs> yes, he is. Thank we you so much for coming in. This has been absolutely fascinating. So enlightening. No Pleasure to be here, boys. Yeah, Thank you so much. Great. No worries. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.